Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the ever-changing world of technology? Tech It Out can help make some sense of it all. Breaking down geek speak into street speak, technology columnist, author, and TV personality Mark Saltzman covers consumer technology each week for every listener. Mark tackles the latest news, reviews, and how-tos to help you understand what's hot, what's not, and why. Hey everyone, welcome to Tech It Out, episode 197. Hope you're all doing great on this spring weekend. We do have a great Tech It Out plan for you this hour with three different guests. We're going to kick things off in a moment with Fetch Rewards, all about rewarding you for shopping where you already shop. So why not? After that, we're going to learn about a popular search engine called Ecosia and how and why they're going up against an 800-pound giant called Google might have heard of them. And finally, how eye exams have gone high tech and how you can do it at home with your smartphone when we talk with IQ. That's E-Y-E-Q-U-E. All of this and more on a brand new Tech It Out, powered by Asus for those in search of incredible. I'll tell you more about Asus in a couple of moments, but let's officially kick off the show with our first interview. Real simple question for you. When you're shopping for something, why would you spend more than you need to? Well, if you haven't yet heard of Fetch Rewards, it does award real gift cards for points that you can collect for free just by scanning your shopping receipts. Joining us to explain how it works, who it's for, and how much you can really save, we're joined by Wes Schroll, CEO and founder of Fetch Rewards. Welcome to the show, Wes. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't we start off at a high level? What is Fetch Rewards? all about? So Fetch is all about giving everyday consumers a really easy way to get rewarded for all the shopping that they were going to do anyways. The way that a user would actually use the platform today is to download the Fetch application and then take pictures of any receipts that they have from any retailer across the country. They could also connect their digital accounts, so think uh, email or an Amazon account, and we'll pull in all digital receipts that they have too. And we guarantee them that they will be rewarded every time they submit one of these receipts. If they buy any of the hundreds of brand products that we have, think brands like Pepsi, Frito-Lay, Dove Soap, brands like that, they'll be rewarded with incrementally more And then also if they shop at retailers that are coming in and out of the app as partners, they can earn even more from that. So we try to make it as easy as possible. Just coach people in to submit any receipt that you have and you'll get rewarded for it. All right. So it sounds like you do your shopping as you would anyhow, as you said, but the rewards part comes later. So it's not like other apps that may look for a good deal for you. You've already purchased what you want to buy. Yep, exactly. So what we're doing when you take a picture of that receipt is we're pulling information from that picture that will tell us what, what the retailer was that you shopped at and what items you bought. And based upon that, it gives us information to go and connect you with brands and retailers that we think are going to be very relevant to the areas that we already see that you're spending money. And they will come in and basically be able to then offer you additional incentives or reward you in real time right there for having purchased their product, 
uh, or shopped at their retailer. So it all takes place after the fact. All you need to do is take a picture of that receipt, and then the rest of the work is on us to go and fetch you the points that you deserve. All right, got it. So with that in mind, Wes, can you walk us through how it works and what happens with that data, by the way? like I'm sure some of our listeners would be curious to know if they're going to start getting inundated with ads or let's say I wanted to buy, I don't know, diapers for my kids uh, from Huggies or shop at my local Target. You take a photo of the receipt if it's a, a paper receipt with your phone or you send it off if it's digitally to fetch? Yep, that's correct. And in both cases, we will look at the transaction details. We'll see that you bought Huggies and Huggies is one of our partners. Um, So they will reward you with even more fetch points than you would normally earn for having purchased their product. Now to the second question about what do we do with the data, we utilize that data to better target our users within the fetch application. So if let's say instead you had bought Pampers, who's not a partner of fetch, that would be uh, information for us to then, you know, have the app then display for you next time you're about to go shopping. Hey, Huggies is the partner product that you would have earned points for. So we will actually try to coach our users in to how they can maximize their points. And we're utilizing the data to be able to do that, but within the four walls of Fetch. Thanks for the clarification, Wes. So if they're not a partner, you still get some rewards like Pampers, just to stick with that example? Yep, exactly. So you're going to get uh, rewarded every time you take a picture of a receipt. That part's guaranteed, regardless of what you bought, there's always a minimum level that you're going to earn. Now, beyond that, though, when you start to buy those products, that, that's when you can earn incrementally more. Mm-hmm. The reason why we reward you for every transaction is because it actually is very helpful for us to have that information so that we can then go and on our consumer's behalf, go to other brands and retailers and say, hey, look, we have a million people who are buying within your category. And right now, this category does not have a sponsored brand as a partner. Right. You should come in and be the sponsored brand so that we can get people not to spend more in the category. Category, but to just shift some of their spend to be more consolidated with the brand that we're partnered with. Yeah. So that's why it's really important for us to get all those receipts. Essentially, it's our, our consumers are voting for us to go get certain brands or retailers by submitting those receipts because we look at the ones that just as importantly, don't earn new points. And those are an opportunity for us to go out there and do more on your behalf. Got it. And just to close the loop on how it works, so you would get more points if it was a featured brand that works with Fetch. But even if not, you collect and amass these points that you can then redeem for, is it cash back or a credit? How, how does that work uh, once you've got all those points that you want to spend? Yep. So all the points that you're earning are Fetch points. So regardless of the brand or the retailer that you're shopping at, all these points are going to be Fetch points. You can then turn around and as you accumulate those, redeem them on hundreds of different options. Think virtual gift cards. So say a gift card to Chili's or to Amazon or to Target, or you can donate them to charity. You can enter them into sweepstakes, you know, take them into Visa cash card. So all kinds of different options for how you can turn your points into something that you find valuable. We don't really care what you redeem them for. We just want you to find something that you find motivating and valuable and worth the time that you put in scanning the receipts. We are chatting with Wes Schroll, CEO and founder of Fetch. This is a platform that awards real gift cards and other benefits in exchange for points that you amass by shopping for various brands, both online and at retail. How many users do you have to date? Yeah, we have about 7 million monthly active users right now. 
That's great. And mostly in the U.S.? They are all in the U.S. Okay. today. We do have international expansion plans on the horizon, but as of right now, it is all within the U.S. Can you quantify how much you've helped your users save over time, whether it's a total of everything that you've awarded so far or how much the average person is saving, say, annually? So we launched the application in March of 2017. And since then, we have issued back to our consumers about $150 million worth of points that they can then redeem and turn into all, all those different options that we talked about. Wow. And then you said it was an application. So I'm assuming it works with both iPhone and Android? Yep, that is correct. Okay. Is there a web component at all, like a desktop for computer shoppers? As of right now, there is not. Um, again, any of those web transactions that you're doing, the, the, the receipt that gets sent to your email is how you can then, then open up from the mobile app and connect it so that we can still pull it in and get you rewarded. So you can still get rewarded for online shopping or offline, doesn't matter. But as of right now, it's all done through the actual mobile app. And do you forward that receipt that you may get from, say, Amazon to Fetch, or do you take a picture of the online receipt with your phone? So you'll actually open up the application, and there will be a place where you can uh, connect. You can link link directly your Amazon and email accounts, and then every time you open the app, there's a button you can press that will. Uh, give permission to the device to locally be able to go and pull in any relevant receipts. Um, so all that information is stored locally on device on your phone. So all of your credentials and everything are safe. Um, and then you just prompt the app when you want it to go and search for those receipts. And then it will only pull in receipts that you'll earn points for. Connect it once and then you're good to go. As we wrap up, Wes, is there one sort of misconception about Fetch that just irks you that you need to always have to clarify to people? So one of the things I love to do is when you just go on Google and type in Fetch Rewards and see what it autofills with. And I would say the number one thing is, is it fraud or is it legit? Is the, is the autofill in that will come in? Mm -hmm. And I think because of our brand positioning and because of how easy to use the product is, we have lots of people that question, well, well how could that possibly work? Well, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> right, yeah. um, so the one thing I want people to know is that you know our business model is really simple. We basically are getting, uh, every time we're issuing points from a brand or a retailer to that consumer, we also have a markup on top of that. So Fetch gets paid when our users get paid. So we are directly incentivized to make sure that our consumers are getting the best deals out there, saving more and more money each month, because at the end of the day, we get more money for that as well. And we just pass through the lion's share of it over to our, our users as the thank you for them actually utilizing the program. So it, it's not too good, too good to be true. Fetch definitely does benefit off of this as well, but actually the majority of the benefit goes to the user, but that's why you know we're able to run the program and keep it as easy as it is, mm -hmm. as it is today. Yeah, it sounds like a win-win-win. It's a win for the brands. It's a win for Fetch for partnering with these brands. And it's a win for the consumer to earn back points that can be redeemed for cash or for other products just for buying the things that you would buy anyway. So it sounds great. What's the best website to learn more? Would you just recommend going to the App Store or Google Play for Android devices and typing in Fetch Rewards? Absolutely. Otherwise, check out FetchRewards.com. Either way, you'll be able to find the information and download the app. Thanks so much, Wes. Good to chat with you. Congrats on its success to date. Sounds like you're doing really well. Good to hear. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having me on the show. He has a good radio voice, huh? I should be worried, I think. When we return on Tech It Out, we're going to learn about Ecosia, a green search engine, and what that means. We'll be right back. Stick with us. 
Listen to Tech It Out whenever you want. Find the Tech It Out podcast at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tech It Out, everyone. This show is powered by ASUS. For those in search of incredible, ASUS creates technology for today and tomorrow's smart life. And that includes its line of award-winning laptops and desktops, monitors, smartphones, smartwatches, tablets, and much more. For those in search of incredible, visit asus.com slash us slash radio for more info. That's asus.com forward slash us forward slash radio. When you want to search for something online, where do you go? Well, chances are you think of Google. I mean, hey, it's even a verb, right? To Google something. But they are not the only player in town. In fact, other search engines can not only help you find what you're looking for, but using them can also help the environment. To explain what Ecosia is all about, we're joined by Ruby Ao, head of North America for this company and search engine called Ecosia, spelled E-C-O-S-I-A. Welcome to the show, Ruby. Thank you, Mark. And great to be on the show. Really excited to tell all of your listeners a little bit more about what we do. So, yeah. Yeah, why don't we start off at a high level? What is Ecosia all about? In the simplest of terms, Ecosia is a green search engine. So that thing that you log on to and you type in weird questions and you learn all about uh, everything you probably didn't even want to know, um, <laughs> that that's what we do. Uh, we provide search results, but where Ecosia is different is we reinvest our profits into climate action with at least 80% of that going towards tree planting. Uh, the other 20% goes into climate projects like renewable energy, regenerative agriculture, or even grassroots uh, climate activism, which we've just started supporting. And so now with over 15 million users all around the world, we've actually become one of the world's largest environmental movements, which we're pretty proud about. Mm, congratulations. So can you explain you. how searching the web can result in in trees planted around the world? I mean, just by connecting the dots. So you said revenue generated, is it by ads? You don't intuitively think about it, but a search engine is actually an advertising platform. So when you're doing your searches, some of the links that you see at the top, bottom side, those are usually ads placed by companies. And when you click through on those links, then the search engine is making advertising revenue in the background. Now, most companies obviously will just, as a normal company would, reinvest that into their operations. But then Ecosia takes all of the profits that we're making from the advertising, and then we put it into what we call our tree fund. So this operates almost like an investment fund. It's, it's where this pool of money goes, and we use it to finance tree planting all around the world. Hmm. Last year, we put around $12 million into this fund, uh, which specifically went into tree planting operations. And then we put around another $3 million in, which went towards the other climate projects I talked about, renewable energy, regenerative agriculture, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually see all of this. We publish our financial reports online in the spirit of transparency and letting our users know where their search is and therefore where the money that they've created is going. Mm-hmm. And so everything is publicly available, uh, and we'd like to keep that spirit of transparency up. So with, with those kinds of numbers in the millions, how often are you planting trees with that kind of money? Or, and how many have you planted so far? So to date, we have planted over 124 million trees uh, still picking up. And this was a huge milestone for us. Last year, we hit 100 million in July. And to give you a sense of that timeline, we were founded in 2009. So it took us a little over a decade from 2009 to 2020 to plant that 100 million trees. But what we want to do this year in 2021 is 
commit to planting another 100 million. So it's just been this exponential explosion, this, this growth curve upwards as more and more users have joined on board to our mission, and that's allowed us to finance and plant more and more trees. I think the easiest way to understand how our tree planting works is almost to think about it as an investment fund. So money is continuously going in, and then we have a tree team uh, led by our chief tree planting officer inside our company, and he is always around the year looking for partners and tree planting contracts that he can sign. So a quick verification here, Ecosia is not actually the one who puts the tree in the ground. What we do is we look for partners. They can be NGOs, maybe government, maybe community-based groups who have a lot of expertise in tree planting, who have done it before. They're familiar with the local ecosystem. They know what works, what doesn't work. And then we'll essentially sign a contract with them to plant a certain amount of trees that we finance. So again, we're planting around the, the year, just depending on where the project is, where the planting season is, at what point of the year a partner is active, so that might look different in Brazil, say, to Burkina Faso, to somewhere in Canada or the U.S., uh, just, again, depending on the ecosystem that we're planting in. Wow, congrats. Dumb question, but I read something recently that challenged this, but does planting trees really make a difference to help fight climate change? I mean, I've grown up hearing that, but... Mm -hmm. The short answer to your question is yes, trees help fight climate change, but I think the longer answer, and the one that I'm going to give you, is that it's not as much about planting trees as about growing trees. And there's a correct way and an incorrect way to grow trees. Uh, so take that example of last year we planted 37 million trees. In the first 20 years of their life, those trees will sequester around 3.4 million tons of carbon. But that's making the assumption that they survived to 20 years, and which means they need to be cared for, they need to be monitored to make sure they're doing okay. And protected. Exactly, and protected. Exactly. Uh, and so sticking a tree in the ground, not quite enough, but growing a forest, uh, and not just any type of forest, but a diverse forest. Um, we don't, for example, plant monoculture. We only plant, uh, or majority only plant native species. All of those things are important to this formula of getting tree planting right. Uh, and when you get it right, it does incredible things for the climate, and not only climate, but biodiversity, wildlife protection, right. you know, all these great spillover effects. Sure. Um, and so it, it, the answer is yes, um, but to do it right. So aside from the environmental benefit to using Ecosia, when we return, I'd like to ask you why someone would use it as a search engine. So please stick with us. We'll be right back. Want to follow Mark? Google him. Mark with a C and Saltzman with a Z. Breaking down geek speak into street speak. This is Tech It Out. Tech It Out with technology columnist, author, and TV personality, Mark Saltzman. Welcome back to Tech It Out. We're chatting with Ruby Ao, head of North America for a company and platform called Ecosia, E-C-O-S-I-A. They're also a search engine. Speaking of which, before the break, I acknowledged that all the environmental benefits to using the platform are worth applauding, in my opinion. But as a search engine, though, why would someone want to use Ecosia compared to the more popular ones out there? Interestingly, Ecosia started off as a search engine, and it still is a search engine. But in the long term, how we're thinking as a company is to diversify beyond search. Mm -hmm. And what we'd really like to build is 
a green companion that helps you make more sustainable decisions in your day-to-day life. So as an example, what we just implemented as a feature last year in 2020 is called the Green Leaf feature. So this means when you're searching on Ecosia and a company, uh, let's say you're searching for pet food and there's a specific company that's doing sustainable pet food, you'll see them come up and you'll see them with a little green leaf icon next to their name so that you know, oh, this is a company that's doing good for the environment and maybe I want to prioritize buying from them. Mm. Alternatively, if you're searching, um, let's say, for something else and a company that's doing not so great for the environment, so it might be a fossil fuel company or a very carbon-intense company, and pops up with their name, you'll see a little cool icon next to them. And so then you can also make your decisions accordingly with that information. And so this is one of the first product features we're starting to roll out and test. Um, but in the longer term, again, pulling in things like a cozy of travel, a cozy of shopping, uh, they're things we'd like to build in the long term so that when you use Ecosia, it's not just you're getting information in your search result, you're actually getting information that allows you to make more green decisions. Very cool. How big is Ecosia now? I think you mentioned now have 15 million users around the world. I understand you're one of the largest search engines with that in mind. Yep, 15 million users in the world. And depending on which market you're looking at, we are in many cases in the top five search engine. Wow. But what I think is, is interesting, you know, in answering that is, what does top five mean when I'll just go ahead and address the elephant in the room, right? When the number one search engine, Google, mm-hmm. has over 85% market share in the U.S. And in some countries, that's well over 90% market share. So on, on the search side, we as a company have had a history of flagging Google's, you know, what we deem monopolistic practices and really supported policy regulation in this area. That, so, for example, back in 2017, we boycotted Google's Android choice screen auction. But then people usually want to know, is it even worth trying? <laughs> you know, they're, they're such a giant in this space. And I would say it depends on what you're comparing um, us on, right? Ecosia never set out to be the biggest search engine in the world. In fact, we originally didn't even set out to be a search engine when our founder was first thinking about what he wanted to build. We set out to be the biggest and best planter of tree species in the world to address climate change. And if you're comparing Ecosia to Google or any other search engine, when it comes to the amount of trees we've planted, the amount of good we've been able to do, then we're ahead by miles. Um, And so for us, we're not really counting success on how many searches are coming through and revenue are we generating from our advertising, although that all factors into how well we do as business. We really measure success on how many trees we've been able to plant and how many dollars we've been able to allocate towards climate action. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Outside of tree planting, you hinted at some other climate-focused impact areas that Ecosia finances, like regenerative agriculture and such. Can you elaborate a bit on that? Absolutely. There are three main ones we're looking at right now. That's regenerative agriculture, renewable energy, and grassroots activism. Regenerative agriculture is essentially agriculture that replenishes the soil and the earth and ecosystem rather than depletes it. And so in Europe, we've just launched an incubator to support farmers who want to transition over to regenerative practices. We help finance the upfront capital investments for them, and then they pay it back with a profit-sharing agreement. Uh, In the other spaces, renewable energy, for example, we've actually built our own solar plants back in 2017 that produce twice as much 
clean solar energy as is needed to power all of our searches. Huh. And not only that, it's actually preventing coal emissions from happening because crowding out coal energy from the grid. And in 2020, that prevented around 4,500 tons of CO2 emissions actually just by crowding out that dirty energy. And then grassroots activism, anywhere we see, you know, community activity happening, whether that's youth activists or community projects where we say, wow, that really resonates with what not only we're trying to support, but what this community of climate activism, um, community-led climate action stands for, will oftentimes kind of put in financial dollars behind it to help it get a step further. Very impressive. Before we wrap up, I understand Ecosia also positions itself as a privacy-friendly search engine. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Ecosia thinks of itself as an ethical tech company. And the obvious part of that is having this external mission of we're planting trees, we're investing into climate action. But ethical tech for us not only means having an external mission, but it's built into the DNA of how we think as a company. That means for us, it's not okay to be saying, we're doing all of this amazing good for the world, but we're exploiting our users and we're selling their data um, (laughs) to make more money. So that means we're completely privacy friendly and we don't track your searches. Everything that you send through Ecosia is encrypted. Uh, We don't sell your data to advertisers. And, you know, all of this kind of comes together as a package when it comes to ethical tech. Uh, And our users will be the first to tell you they'll call us out very quickly if they see us doing anything that's against our values and what we communicate. Mm -hmm. So we try to hold that in really high regard. Again, another key differentiator between Ecosia and Google and such. All right, Ruby, as we wrap up, what's the best call to action? I think the website is ecosia.org. Exactly. You can go to our website and there it'll allow you to download the extension and it'll just work like any browser extension. Once it's added to your browser, you'll get a little personal tree counter. Ecosia will pull up as your search engine and you'll be able to start planting trees with us. All right. So again, E-C-O-S-I-A dot org. And that's the best place to get going. Ruby, thanks so much for your time. Keep up the great work. I'm really impressed. All the best. Thanks again. Thank you, Mark. Don't forget, coming up on Tech It Out this hour, we're going to catch up with a company called IQ about their at-home eye exams that leverage your smartphone, a device that you order from IQ, and you can even order glasses through some compatible apps. So kind of a neat twist on getting an eye exam and ordering glasses and that whole process in the era of COVID, if you will. You are listening to Tech It Out, powered by Asus. For those in search of incredible, head over to asus.com slash US slash radio to check out its award-winning line of laptops that includes its zen books vivo books expert books and chromebooks we'll be right back with more tech it out don't touch that dial breaking down geek speak into street speak check it out hosted by mark saltzman Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Tech It Out on the Radio America Network. Hey, do you wear glasses or someone else in your family? Chances are the answer is yes. And when it's time to get a new prescription or to order more glasses, maybe you'd consider a safe smartphone-based at-home vision test and one that lets you order more glasses on the spot as well. We're now going to learn about a company and product called IQ, which is spelled E-Y-E-Q-U-E, with Phoebe Yu. She's the VP of Marketing at IQ Corp, based in the beautiful Bay Area. Welcome to the show, Phoebe. Good to chat with you. 
Thank you for having me. It's been said good tech solves a problem. With that in mind, what was wrong with the old way to test our eyesight? The real problem is that human vision changes, just like most of your body organs. You know, as we get older or if things change, um, your vision may change over time. So for people who need glasses or vision correction to see clearly, when you feel like there's a need for new glasses, your only real option is to visit an eye doctor or you just continue to struggle and not see well. Mm -hmm. So the old way, seeing an eye doctor, there's really nothing wrong with it. The doctor uh, gives you an eye health exam. They refract you to give you the right numbers for you to see clearly. Um, again, there's nothing wrong with it, but the, the the main issue is that it does not reach everyone who has the need. Um, so basically, if you have eyes, you have the need for an eye health exam and likely, more likely than not, you need vision correction to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So IQ, where IQ come in is we have developed a suite of smartphone-based, self-administered vision tests that are affordable, accessible, and accurate. So there's really just three types of people. The first one is people who really enjoy and love going to the doctor. They, they like their eye doctor. We don't need to help them. However, there's actually a larger group of people who either are dreading going to the doctor because they think it's inconvenient or who have never actually been to the doctor. So for people like that, who our products will change their lives, being able to test their eyes on the spot and get numbers to then order glasses online through select retailers. It's very meaningful. And before we go any further, I want to specify that our self-administered vision tests are not a replacement for doctors. Everyone asks, and I just want to address that. Um, We don't give a prescription because that's a medical document signed by a doctor, which includes an eye health evaluation. That's really important. As long as you have eyes, you should get an eye health exam. And that's really, really important. All right. So with all this in mind, talk to us about IQ. What's it all about? We've developed a suite of smartphone-based self-administered vision tests that can cover a a wide variety of vision needs. In the past six years, there are several tools that we continue to improve and develop that can help anyone test and screen their eyes with these very low-cost tools that also works with a smartphone. So if you have a smartphone and you have you know, 60 to $100 to spend on these products, you can test your eyes and screen your vision at home. So with the smartphone, what does the app do exactly? Because I understand IQ is also a physical device that you look into, correct? That is absolutely correct. So there, the smartphone is a place for us to generate test data. The hardware are optical devices. And without these optical devices, there is really no way to actually test your vision. Mm -hmm. So the optical devices and the app work together to help us calculate the corrective power needed for your eyes. And at the same time, we can perform simple tests, digitized eye charts like visual acuity. That's whether or not you see 2020, we can test for contrast sensitivity as well as color deficiency very, Mm -hmm. very quickly and easily. And how accurate is it since we're now left to our own devices, pun intended, to use IQ uh, in order to test our eyesight? Is it comparable to what you would get in a medical environment? Actually, the, this is a, a much lengthier explanation, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to go in and, and simplify that. Um, first of all, human vision changes and there's fluctuations day to day, even hour to hour, a little bit at a time. There is a range of corrective power that will work really well for you to help you see 2020. Knowing that there's a range, there's no one set of magic numbers. We are able to, using our devices, when used correctly, help people correct their vision to 
2020 if they can actually achieve that level. We have had tremendous support from our community and great feedback from our customers, which is one of the reasons why we've rolled out a new try-on glasses program. All right, I'm going to ask you about try-on glasses, this new feature that you've rolled out in a moment from now. But could you walk us through how the process works, Phoebe? We're chatting with Phoebe Yu, VP of Marketing at IQ, about this at-home vision test solution. So right from the moment you get the IQ device, please walk us through how it works. Sure. It's actually very simple. You would receive the product, open the box. There is an app that you can download. We include within the packaging a QR code. Just point your camera at it and you'll get to the app right away. Download it, register for an account. And after that, everything should be basically a breeze. The attachment is quite simple. We make it really, really easy for the device to be attached with a band. You look into the device, you look through the device and what you see are two lines, essentially a red line and a green line. So what you would do for the test itself is to use the Bluetooth touch sensor buttons on the top to merge the lines into one solid line. So the two, the red and green, as they merge and overlap, they turn into one yellow colored line to to your eye. And based on how many pixels you've moved and the position uh, that you move these lines with, we then reverse calculate your vision correction that is needed. All right. So we're not looking at letters like as if we were in an eye doctor's office, ask you to read the lines and the letters get smaller, the fonts get smaller as you go down the chart. I believe that's called a foropter or something like that. So when we return, we're going to learn more about how IQ works. Does it work in a similar fashion to when you're at your eye doctor, your ophthalmologist, ophthalmologist, I'm not sure what the difference is, and going through that chart. So we're going to learn more when we return. You are listening to Tech It Out. I'm your host, Mark Saltzman. Stick with us. More with IQ in a moment. Follow Mark Saltzman on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Listen to Tech It Out whenever you want. are chatting with Phoebe Yu, VP of Marketing at IQ, about the at-home eye exam kit. I was asking before the break, Phoebe, if it's like those eye exams at the eye doctors where you're reading on a chart against the wall. I don't think it's like that, though, with this at-home kit, correct? The device is called a foropter. You don't, you, you have no idea what it is because why would somebody know what a foropter is? So what it does is you recognize the process. You look at the, the letters and the doctor goes, okay, one or two, three or four. Which one is better? One or two, three or four. So they're basically what they're doing is they're putting test lenses in front of your eye to have you tell them which one looks better. So, so that, that's, that's essentially what it is. But instead of doing that, because we don't have a doctor, we don't have a billion test lenses in front of your eye. We have you adjust the lines to the fully merged and overlapped position. So that's basically your way of telling us that's where my vision is clearest. That's where the focus is on my retina. Mm -hmm. And no eye drops needed. No, no, okay. awesome. Why don't we now talk about this feature called try on glasses? What's that all about? Yes. So the try on glasses is very dear and close to my heart. It's a really, really fantastic program that we came out with during a meeting. We have so many customers that are really confused about what numbers mean, right? You get a set of numbers that are based on your vision, but looking at this, you, you really don't know whether it's going to work for you. And a lot of our customers will then use this number and compare it to their older 
prescriptions and say, oh, this number is different or they're kind of similar. What does that even mean? So knowing that there is a range to what the corrective power that can help you see well, we thought, why not have people experience their eyeglass numbers? That's the corrective powers we provide after a test. So that's the IQ test results. We call them eyeglass numbers. So we then decided, oh, why don't we provide a low risk solution to our customers before they go on and invest $50, $100 on a pair of glasses through online retailers? So try on glasses are made, assembled, custom made in our office here in California and shipped directly to our customers using their IQ eyeglass numbers, their test results. So we make them here in the office and we ship it out. Uh, on average, our customers get them in anywhere between five to seven days. And once they try it on, they now have a way to say for sure whether these numbers work well for them. Mm. And it's just been really incredible. The feedback we get, so many people are just absolutely thrilled. And it's it, it's really a life-changing experience to know that you can now do this on your own and get the most updated numbers you can use to get great glasses. All right. So just to be clear, since you don't provide a script, a prescription right from within the app, this is a way of figuring out what that script would be with the numbers that are provided through the IQ process. And then you can order glasses online with an accurate prescription. Is that fair? That, that is a fair description. And I would go one step further to say that these try-on glasses, they're $19. They're not made to be day-to-day glasses. You know, they're there to be trial glasses, just like the one or two, three or four. We're not putting a bunch of lenses in front of your eyes. We're just saying, these are the numbers that we think will work best for you based on your test results. Here you go. Try it out. Does it work well for you? If it does, please go ahead and order glasses. If not, then let us know. We'll help you go through the test process and adjust them for them if needed until you're happy with them. And then when you do want to order glasses, if you do want to do it through your mobile device, can you do that from within the IQ app? Like, do you have any partners with eyeglasses companies that will ship them to your door? Yes, absolutely. So uh, IQ does not offer glasses on our own. We have online retailers that we highly recommend, such as Zenny Optical with super low cost and high quality glasses. I This is my like third pair of Zenny glasses and they're really, really fantastic. $45 per pair of glasses. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so with that in mind, where can could you buy the IQ kit? I think Amazon, for example, carries it. Is there a website that you'd recommend? Absolutely. IQ.com. E-Y-E-Q-U-E.com. And click on the shop button on your upper right-hand side, and you'll be taken to our store with all of our products. The vision monitoring kit is probably the best value. These are our best sellers that are combined in a really nice soft shell case. And we offer a discount that's built in when you buy a bundle of products. So the vision monitoring kit is $159. The value of all of the products combined is over $200. So there is a built-in discount for buying a kit. So there's no other varieties for the vision monitoring kit. It's, it's really just the just the kit itself. All right. So $159 at IQ.com, E-Y-E-Q-U-E.com. All right, Phoebe, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much. You as well. And thank you to our listeners for tuning into Tech It Out this week, whether you're listening on your local radio station or in podcast form. Either way, we're thrilled to have you along. This program, Tech It Out, is brought to you by ASUS, creating technology for today and tomorrow's smart life. I'm actually recording this on an ASUS ZenBook Flip S. It's a pretty stellar laptop, I have to say. 
and just millimeters thin. Asus, for those in search of incredible, head over to asus.com slash US slash radio for more. All the best, everyone. Have a great week ahead, and I look forward to catching up with you next weekend for another episode of Tech It Out. Bye-bye for now. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.